Hey guys, welcome to TGIF. Thank God it's fantasy football. This is the week nine waiver wire ads. St. Brown is actually wide receiver three for us. He had three catches on five targets for 46 yards against the Eagles, and he had the most yards, catches, and targets of any of the wide receivers for the Lions. Everybody's favorite last-minute Week 8 ad was Khalif Raymond, and he was held without a catch. Week 9 is a bye week for the Lions, so I mean this is going to give us an opportunity to go grab St. Brown. St. Brown was mentioned by Jared Goff in Week 7. He was saying how like you know he wants to get him more involved, and having Week 9 as a bye week is a great opportunity to strategize on how to incorporate him more. If the quarterback likes him, his fantasy managers are going to like him too. Number 9 is a bit of a surprise, Mike White. He's the only QB on this list. He threw the ball 45 times for 37 completions, 405 yards, and 3 touchdowns. That's an 82% completion mark against the Cincinnati Bengals. These are the Bengals that we were all hyping up over the last two weeks. They looked really good against Baltimore, and they looked really bad against the Jets. I don't know what was going on. He had 20 targets to his running backs. Those were Michael Carter and Tyler Johnson. That amassed 166 yards. He also had 15 targets to his slot receivers, Jamison Crowder and Elijah Moore, for another 151 yards. So he dinked and dunked just like we projected him to, but it worked, guys. That was over 300 yards in underneath routes. So he's exactly who we thought he was, but it worked. If you're in a two-quarterback league or you're a Tom Brady or a Taylor Heineke owner, do not be afraid to go grab Mike White. We all know he's going to be on waivers. This week he plays against the Indianapolis Colts, and we know that he's not afraid to push the ball through the air, even if it's only for a couple yards at a time. It's the yards after the catch that's going to be inflating his totals, and that's all we really care about. Number 8, Pat Fryermuth. Four catches on seven targets for 44 yards and a touchdown. He had a 20% target share, and Eric Ebron is expected to be ruled out again next week. Week 9, they're scheduled against the Chicago Bears for Monday Night Football, and we all know that tight end is incredibly thin, and Ebron might be out for a couple weeks. If you have the empty roster spot, go get Pat Fryermuth. Mark Ingram is running back 5 for us this week and number 7 overall. Now he is Kamara's direct backup. It's crazy how a guy can go from being maybe the third running back for the Houston Texans to being the direct backup in a system that always produces incredible rushing stats. This week in his first game back, he had 6 rushes for 27 yards, 2 targets, 2 catches, and 25 yards through the air. He had 8 touches in his first game with the Saints. Not only that, he was on the field a ton with Alvin Kamara, whether he was getting the ball or just a decoy, he was on the field. When he was on the field, he was running mean and running downhill. He looked just like he did in years past. Even last year when he was in Baltimore, the guy looked really good. In week nine, they play the Falcons, and teams playing against the Falcons run the fifth most often on first down and average 4.4 yards per carry, which is good for 10th best in the league. At number six, Tajay Sharp. He's our wide receiver too. This week, he had five catches on six targets for 58 yards. Calvin Ridley is out with personal issues. We don't know how long he's going to be out. This was a huge opportunity for Kyle Pitts, and he was underwhelming. Olamide Zacchaeus, he was underwhelming. And Russell Gage was held without a target. It seems every single season, we get excited about Russell Gage, and he never performs. What an opportunity it would have been for him this week with Calvin Ridley out. Still, not a single target. In week nine, they play against the Saints. The Saints have an incredible passing defense, but they're going to be focusing on Ridley if he's available or Kyle Pitts. This will open up lanes for Tajay Sharp, and he's more than just a guy. Whenever he got an opportunity in Tennessee, it seemed like he stuffed the stat sheet. 
Now number five, Jordan Howard. He's our running back for against the Lions. He had 12 carries for 57 yards and two touchdowns. He looked really good, especially for a guy who was just promoted from the practice squad. That being said, he is not a pass catching back and the Eagles play against the Chargers. This means that there's going to be less rushing opportunities for Jordan Howard and the team as a whole and absolutely no targets. He didn't record a target this game, so he's not going to be recording a target next game. However, he may be the goal line back. At number four, very similar to number five, Boston Scott running back three. He also had 12 carries, but for 60 yards, so a little bit better, and he also scored two touchdowns. Now, we can't expect both him and Jordan Howard to receive 12 carries a game going forward. The Eagles had 46 rushes. That's a lot. Kenny Gainwell even chipped in for 13 rushes, albeit for only 27 yards. I'm not entirely sure why Gainwell didn't get more opportunities, but Boston Scott was the passing down back. Scott is 5'6", quick and shifty, and that will come in handy when they play the Chargers. Like we said earlier, there's going to be less rushing attempts, and we're going to be expecting some catch-up. He's got incredible hands. Look for Boston Scott on your waiver wires before Jordan Howard. At number 3, running back to Jarrett Patterson. Now, I've been stashing Jarrett Patterson all season in a ton of my leagues. This week, he had 11 rushes for 46 yards and a target. He finally got his opportunity to carry the ball. He was an absolute beast at the University of Buffalo. Yes, he's short, but the guy can run. He reminds me a ton of Doug Martin back when Doug was in Tampa Bay and clearing it up. Remember the muscle hamster? Jarrett Patterson is awesome. Antonio Gibson, he's alive, but he's clearly injured. He had eight rushes for 34 yards, three catches for 20 yards, and there's a concern here that he may not be playing. If Gibson sits, there's another 11 touches up for grabs. Yes, Washington does have a bye in week nine, so yes, this is an opportunity for Gibson to get healthy. But if Gibson is injured, this allows Washington to open up more schemes and more running lanes for Jarrett Patterson down the stretch. Like I've mentioned in previous episodes, Antonio Gibson will be missing games. This calf and shin injury is for real. At number two, we have our RB1, Carlos Hyde. This week, he had nine carries for 32 yards. Not too great, not too shabby, but he had six catches on eight targets for another 40 yards. You might be thinking the same as a lot of managers. What happened to James Robinson? Well, he might be out for a couple weeks with a bruised heel. We're going to learn more early in this week. So it's a good thing that Carlos Hyde was activated. The running back behind Carlos Hyde? Dare Gumbawale. Two rushes for nine yards, one catch on one target for another nine yards. Not a ton to worry about behind him. The Jags are at home against the Bills this week, which on paper is a little scary, but I absolutely love this matchup. Josh Allen is going to be doing his thing playing at an MVP pace, which means the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be having to play catch-up just like they were against the Seattle Seahawks. I'm expecting a ton of targets again, and if James Robinson is out, you can consider Carlos Hyde for your flex. And our number one waiver wire ad for Week 9 is Cole Beasley. This week he had 13 targets for 10 catches with 110 yards. He had twice as many targets and catches as Stephon Diggs and had a 30% target share. That is elite. Obviously Dawson Knox will continue to be out for about another month with a broken hand. So this opened up a huge opportunity for Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. Well, one of those guys stepped up and the other was Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel had no catches on four targets. This week they play against Jacksonville. Josh Allen is tearing it up. Look for him to keep doing that again and look for another 10 plus targets for Cole Beasley. That's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube. Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts and follow us at TGI Football on Instagram. Thanks and have a great day.